Blog Talk Radio. In my helmet, cleats, and shoulder pads Standing in the huddle Listening to the call Fans going crazy for the boys of fall Hey everybody, welcome to the fifth quarter with Coach Johnson I'm your host, James Johnson Glad to have you with me tonight Glad to be back on here uh, first thing first, I need to thank Jennifer and Miss Wendy Sweeney for filling in for me last week, and uh, what a great job they they did. Uh, really, really good job. I listened to them uh, going up the road. I got started late and didn't have time to. Uh, I usually stop and when I'm driving and, and do the show, and I didn't uh, have time to last week, and they filled in for me and did a uh, really really good job and here in just a few minutes I want to touch on uh, several things that they talked about give my perspective as I was uh, driving up the road and listening and talked about it tonight some um, and we'll we'll get to that here in just a few minutes um, but before we do I'm going to talk about the uh, AAF I, I haven't got to watch any more of the game i really been wanting to but uh, we don't have cable or Direct TV where we live, and this seems like every time that there's a game on the local channel, we're either practicing or or gone or something. It's tough to do, but uh, everybody that I've talked to, and from everything that I hear, um, everybody seems to love it. I know they went head to head with the NBA on several occasions, and and they they blew the NBA out of the water, which is you know no surprise to me uh, with the way they got these games and these professional um, leagues and stuff, and they play so many games, it's unreal. But that's neither here nor there. Um, I know know that Orlando team is 3-0. The uh, Alabama team is 3-0. I'm not sure when they're going to play. I'll have to catch up with that, but I'm sure that's going to be a battle. And uh, I guess they're on the same side of the bracket, so um, they'll probably have to – play one another to make it to their Super Bowl, I'd imagine, because probably uh, Orlando, Alabama, Memphis, and Atlanta's probably in the league, and then San Diego, Arizona, San Antonio, and Salt Lake, I presume, are in the league. So uh, they're probably going to have to play more than just uh, once, I, I would imagine. I, I don't know how to set up, but they're both 3-0, and Orlando and Alabama, San Diego and Arizona, they're two and one. It seems like they're probably going to be playing each other to see who who goes on that side. Of course, San Antonio and Salt Lake, they're both one and two, and the Memphis and the Atlanta team are both zero and three. The only game I did get to watch was the Orlando Atlanta game, and 
and Steve, Steve Spurrier still got it. You know, he, he's always been an offensive-minded kind of guy. Um, he, he's from right there where we live originally. He went to Sciencefield High School in Johnson City, Tennessee. Um, before he went to Florida, he was he was like uh, all state two or three sports, I believe. And uh, you know, he he wanted to go to UT. They didn't want to um, give him a scholarship, so he ends up goes to Florida. Lo and behold, he goes down there and wins the Heisman. Then they hire him on as a coach, and, man, I don't know. It's very rare that Tennessee ever beat Florida. That guy's just got some kind of offensive mind, and, and I, I love him. You know, I'm not that, you know, now he, you know, he dishes Tennessee a lot because they didn't want him, and I understand that. I have feelings like that toward a lot of places myself, but um, they uh, actually named the stadium after him in Johnson City. And, uh but this guy's un- unreal. Just you know, I heard him talking uh, some, and he said even when he wasn't coaching, he'd get ideas or hear an idea that might work for him. He'd get up in the middle of the night, write it down, and, and uh, keep it there. And you know that that's phenomenal. I know I know he's tried his hand in the NFL, and and it didn't work. But man, there's all kinds of guys try their hand in the NFL and it don't work. I, I think it takes so long to get your um, your player, just like college. You know, you're you're uh, giving these players these, these scholarships, and it takes your players fitting your system to make it work. And and I don't think that he had time to really get that. I don't know that he's. I don't know what's correct where would be. I don't know if he has the bent mentality to be an NFL coach as much as. You know, he's hands-on. There's so many Freeman Donnas in that league anymore. I don't know that they can take it. Because when you watch him on the sideline, the game I watched, he's, he's talking to this guy in a headset, and they're around this play. The guy just dropped the ball, and he tells him, tell him to catch this time. You know, and, and I love that kind of stuff. I, I love that he's aggressive. I love that he shows all these emotions, good and bad. And, you know, I know that's what people don't like anymore in this world, but I do. And, you know, people like him and Bill Belichick, Nick Saban, and, and uh, Coach K and Dino Orium, those guys, man, they're, they're legends. And uh, just they believe in something wholeheartedly. They go at it. They all have the same kind of mentality. So um, he's got his team playing really well. And, and you know, me and Jennifer was talking about them. I've, I've never even heard of them guys playing on their team. And, uh, you know, they got a quarterback making a lot of good throws, or at least did the game I played. I'll, I watched, I'll say that. Watched them play and did a and did a phenomenal job. The quarterback did, and, and it was amazing that, you know, these guys don't seem to have been had a whole lot of practice and time together and playing as well as they do. So, um the Atlanta coach, I know he's been an assistant in the NFL. I'm not sure about him. The Memphis coach is, is uh, I really, I really like him. I, I don't know what's going on down there. I mean, I guess like anything, he can get the, uh, not sure how they got their players or, or what, but but I really uh, like Michael Singletary. He's a, he was, man, when he played, he was one of the very best. And, and the way he coaches with 
player, old player mentality. You know, nobody's better than anybody else. And, and uh, you know, we hold every single player accountable. And, you know, the most famous thing was when he um, made that guy go back and get his helmet after sending to the locker room. And, and everybody, you know, was on him about that. And, and later, you know, the guy comes out and says, hey, you know, admit it was the best thing ever happened to me. You know, so... I like those kind of guys. I, I hate that they're, they're 0 and 3, don't know why or anything else, but uh, I hate that, that they're that uh, just, just because I like Singletary. But other than that, I, I don't really care uh, who does what. I just like watching football, and uh, and we'll see see what happens. But last week, um, Salt Lake beat Arizona to get – their first win. They don't give Arizona their loss. 23-15. Orlando beat Memphis 21-17. So that was a a close game. Uh, Alabama beat uh, Atlanta 28-12. That's that's real, you know, that's that's just two scores. So that's not too bad. Um, San Diego beat San Antonio. So um, it's it's going to be, you know, they won 31-11, so they sort of got after after them. Um, it's going to probably be a dogfight. I know they're, they're only playing eight games, so I guess everybody, I don't know how they're doing it, nobody's got a break, but I guess they just flipped. Everybody might be playing everybody. I'm not sure. Like I said, I didn't do a lot of research. Um, just had had a lot of time to do it. I wanted to watch a lot of it. I just hadn't been able to. Um, glad it's on. I'm glad a lot of these guys are are getting a chance. I know the game that we watched. I couldn't tell the difference in in the uh, quality of play. Um, uh, maybe a lot of these guys will get a chance. Some of these guys that you know think they're so much better than everybody else and don't want to play, leave them set. That, that's the way I look at it. You know, I heard a sports writer say uh, the other day, and he's from a, a big city with one of those players, and, and uh, man, it's, and it's, and it's this guy's own words. He says, this stuff's just gotten way out of control. I, I believe it, and I, I wholeheartedly believe in what he's saying it has, and, and you know, it's it's really gotten out of control. And, it, you know, when we can see, and I don't know what these guys in AAF are getting paid. Okay, but I, all I'm saying is we're seeing good quality football, and they're 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 making nowhere near what the guys that play on Sunday are in NFL. So uh, the quality of play is up instead of instead of way down. So to me, that means you know there's some really good athletes out there. There's still some good coaches out there um, that maybe you know don't want to take on what it takes to be in the NFL as much anymore, and uh, they they definitely can still do it. So uh, I'm, happy, I'm happy for this league. I hope they have a huge success. I uh, hope they grow. Uh, I, I just hope that they grow but stay grounded. You know, that, I think the problem that that we're having is, is, you know, we're not grounded anymore. We're not appreciative of how we got there. And, and you know, the opportunity, I'll guarantee you, if you go back to Every single player in the NFL as a kid 
and you could find footage on them, they'd say it was just their dream to play in the NFL. Well, somewhere along the way, they lose that. And then it becomes, you know, uh, it's all about me. You know, it's not about winning. It's not about winning the Super Bowl. It's all about me. That's the part, folks, that we need to lose and get back to the roots of sports in this country. And uh, so happy for this league. Hope they do good. Uh, I'm trying to get caught up with more information on what's going on. I don't like uh, not knowing what's going on, so maybe I can uh, find out. Uh, two weeks ago, I, I told you I'd let you know about the Daytona 500. It's a little late because I didn't do the show last week, but me and Jennifer watched it, and it was a, it was just a wreck fest. I think there was only like 40-some cars, only six or eight on the lead lap, and only like 12 left in the race when it comes time to the end. And, uh, um, you know, the these anymore, there's so many, all these teams have, all these race teams have multiple cars in the race. And, you know, all all down to the end, it, all they talked about was, you know, where Kyle Busch and Denny Hamlin, they're on the same team of who's going to give this one a break, who's going to give that one a break. And, you know, the announcers kept saying, you know what, and here here's, just another thing I like. Darrell Waltrip, an old school guy, he says, listen, I'm all about winning the race. He said, oh, my, my owners always told me, you know, you got to do this, you got to do that. But the one thing you don't do is wreck your teammate. But I'm all about winning the race. That, that's what I'm here for. You know, and that, that's sort of what I, I feel. You know, everything's getting institutionalized and all this stuff. Um, Denny Hamlin ended up winning the race, by the way. And, uh, I wasn't pulling for him, but uh, he won it nevertheless. It was sort of a nasty kind of race, just wreck after wreck. Um, get cars running 200 some mile an hour. And we heard one of the announcers say, running that fast in one of those curves, if you just laid a hand on that car, it was enough to wreck it. So I don't know what they uh, think is going to happen when when they're running that fast, you know. And, and they can say what they want. Well, that's what fans want. Well, listen, back when Richard Petty, Darrell Waltrip, Dale Earnhardt, all those guys raced, they they brought old junky, I can say junky, but real cars to the race, not cars that's made now by, you know, it's all this sheet metal. They brought actual cars to the race, built good motors. They were heavy. And they got out there and they beat and banged and, and uh, when it's over, they'd fight and carry on and go drink beer together after whatever. They, they, that's what people love. That's what people like seeing. That's what people pay their money to go see. Uh, I mean, if you're sitting there to race, they're running 200 some mile an hour. I don't know how you're seeing much of anything, you know. Uh, so they, uh, I, I think, you know, again, it goes right back to getting back to the roots of what people really want to see. Uh, but money changes so much of this. And it's not just football. It's not just basketball, baseball. I mean, it's in every uh, major sporting event where they pay these, uh, I mean, I don't even know how you call a race car driver an athlete, but, you know, they are in good shape and they work out stuff. So when they make all this money, it, it becomes about money and it becomes more about me as an ego than 
So anyway, I did, I just feel like that you know as a, as a old fan of racing when you go up here to the Bristol track and and they bring a real car in there that they took the headlights out and stuff and put fake headlight covers on it and uh, build a roll cage in it instead of having sheet metal on it and they get out there and and whoever uh, build the best stock motor. Um, and whoever, you know, had a driver is willing to take the most chances and wreck whoever needed he needed to to win. That's when racing was fun. And back in, and I'm old enough to uh, know some of those days when I went years ago, and that was when racing was fun. Now all the cars are all made from the same thing, the sheet metal, and all they do is put a, put a Ford, Chevy, or a Toyota emblem on them. I mean, Toyota don't even make a two-door stock car like that, you know, so everything to me just got way out of hand, and, you know, I know a lot of people like it, but when you look around the stand, and you look around all these campgrounds and all that, there's starting to be more empty seats around all these places than than people can imagine, and uh, for what it costs to sponsor a race team, you can't imagine how much it costs. I heard it was an ungodly amount. I uh, just can't remember. So, uh, you know, for me, and I know it'll never happen, and it's just like NFL, I know it'll never happen. I mean, there's probably people that love the NFL so much they say this league is, you know, it ain't real football and it's that and other. And I, I watch football of all kinds, from high school to college to women's to pros to uh, every single level. And I'm telling you, this is as good a football as AAF as I've got to see. Now, what game I think. So, we can get back to the, to the roots if, if we just will. And I don't know what it'll take. Um, back on the race for a minute. Uh, Brad Kowalski won the race this past weekend. It's funny, man. Jennifer was just talking about him. He hadn't uh, won anything in a while. And there he comes up wins the race. So, um I don't even know where they're racing at this week. I, I don't keep up with it. I know April the 6th and 7th they're going to be in Bristol, Tennessee. I do know that. So uh, our team's working it for a fundraiser, I believe. Other than that, I, I don't keep up with it anymore. So Thursday, uh, AAF, NASCAR. Um, getting on uh, this, this thing last week for uh, – Jennifer and Wendy was talking, and uh, they made an announcement about us, you know, our home field being sold in East High School this year. Uh, I can't say enough of how excited I am about that. That's where I played football. Um, we weren't any good, I'll say that, first and foremost. <laughs> but I had I had a ball plan, uh, and it, it's you know, it's still, you know, just to be playing there is really exciting for me. Um, Jennifer graduated there as well, and our quarterback, uh, Ashley Miner, she graduated there. Um, so, it's, you know, it's got special meaning. And and the fact that we're playing somewhere that wants us, that to me means more than anything. Even the fact that, you know, I played there and the fact that we're alumni of that, just the fact that they want us to be there is the most important thing. I mean, that they're willing to, to go the extra mile to have us, to call us, you know, 
the community that that were their team, and that to me is something that we've been working for, you know, and the city of Bristol. I mean, actually, um, you know, where we've been playing at, at Stone Castle is only seven or eight miles up the road. Uh, this is out in the country a little bit, uh, but this, you know, the city of Bristol, man, they they've just lost out. I mean, we we've helped that city. We brought in. Um, I can't tell you exactly the number of, of revenue that we've brought to them over the years, but it's been a lot. I guarantee Wendy Sweeney can tell you because she knows all this stuff and how much every person that comes into the city, how much revenue they bring in, and over the past. Four years, we we brought in a lot of uh, people into there, so so they've just lost out, and uh, you know they never they never did take to us like you know we were their team, and uh, you know we're in the Tri Cities, and uh, we we got players from everywhere, you know, but we we live in the Tri Cities, and that's where we base this team out of. And Bristol is one of the tri-cities, you know. We just never could figure, you know, it's just a one-way thing, you know, why you wouldn't, you know, reach out when um, we haven't did anything but good things for you and the city. So, you know what, good riddance is, is what I've got to say. Uh, when I played at Sullivan East, Tennessee High, they were always really good. That was one of our biggest rivals, so... You know, good riddance is all I got to say. We're playing somewhere where where they really want us. I, I'm happy about that. I appreciate that. And uh, you know, hope hope to be playing there from from now on. I hope things go really well for for us and and the, the school and system and uh, for everybody that's going to be involved to help out. Uh, we want to help them as much as, as they're helping us. So we're we're super excited about that. Also, they was talking about you know bringing these young girls in and and rebuilding. And, you know, it's just like uh, team rope. And I was talking to a friend of mine today on the way up the road, and you know he said, Dave, you know guys like yourself are getting up in age. You don't compete as much anymore, and I am too. And you know if we don't get these younger generation and the newer people coming in, we don't get them up speed. It's, it's just going to die out. And, you know, it's something, I've, I've said it forever, you know, everybody wants to cater to the people that, that have money uh, and, you know, that come and spend the most money versus the people to get them started. And some point in time, all these people are going to take different roads, and when they do, they're going to be gone and we have no bottom coming up to uh, help them. So uh, just what me and him talked about is the same thing Jim from Wendy talked about, is you have to get the roots of your program growing early. So when people like, um, you know, some of these girls in our Dirty 30 Club are probably not far off of retiring, we have girls that are, you know, if we start getting them ready now, uh, even if you don't have them in full contact, but getting them used to the game, you know, the rules and what it takes to uh, keep the team going. You know, maybe by the time they come of age, they'll be ready. These girls will be stepping down, 
you know, you you have to do it. And, uh, you know, that to me, that's what you, you know, if I was, if I was the high school football coach, I'm going to say this. If I was a high school football coach, head coach, I was a high school head coach, I would go to every middle school that feeds my school. First of all, I'd put my coaches that I wanted, coaches that I wanted, that run my system in their program. And then I'd go even further from that. I'd go to the middle school, and then I'd find this the middle schools that are going to feed this school. Usually they'll have a fifth grade team at least, and I'd put that same system in. I'd get some guys that, uh, that I know to go coach them, whatever. If I had to do it myself, by the time they get to high school, they're all ready for, for what I've got in store for them. Then by the time they, when they're freshmen, this coach is this year. And so when they move right on up to sophomore, junior on that varsity, Man, we're not missing a beat because I've got this growing. It's just like planting a seed in the ground, and every day that thing grows a little and grows a little and grows a little. Finally, you know, it it, it becomes a big tree, and it's the same same thing right here. And if, but if you don't have anything planted, nothing can grow. So, you know, getting started with these with these young. Uh, girls, I'm hoping is a is a really good thing. I'm I'm hoping that uh, you know we get some of these girls involved to to help out. That's what they need. They need a lot of understanding from these uh, young athletes and, and girls that have played some to uh, help them, you know, get started and and uh, make them make them feel welcome and, and keep the program going, you know, that's something they do in Utah. Uh, that little Sam girl I seen is the founder of that or something, and uh, she's, she was a really good player, probably still is, I guess, I haven't heard, but that, that's great, and you know, that's that's what needs to happen. Most people don't, I mean, as far as I'm concerned, now I, I know, I played high school football, and I can't imagine, I'll be honest with you. And my team was terrible, folks. I, I'm not going to blow any smoke up anybody's butt. But I can't imagine any any of the girls that went to my school being able to to start on my high school football team. So there was girls that, that were definitely good athletes and girls that could catch and girls that could run. I have no doubt. Why, why are we not starting somewhere along the way of, of putting this in, you know, giving these girls somewhere to play. You already got the equipment. You, I mean, you know, you, you if you don't want to give up the older them new equipment, they don't have to have new equipment. When I played, you didn't wear the, uh, you know, I got a new helmet every year. You know, I got a new set of shoulder pads every year. You know, now they might have handed them down to somebody else. Well, you know, most of these girls are going to wear smaller stuff. You know, they could wear the freshman stuff. I mean, you already got the the pads. You already got everything you need. Uh, you already got a field. You got, um, you know, it, it costs you a little bit of money for uniforms and, and stuff like that. But you know what? Nobody wants to do it. Nobody wants to take on the extra work. Nobody wants to go the extra mile uh, to make it happen. I'm hoping that this is a start of something that we can really get going in our area, maybe start through the 
uh, you know, the Girl Scout program here and go on to the Girls Club, maybe something in the next few years um, that we can work on getting into the high school. I know the principal really well. Uh, he's an alumni there. His son goes to school there. I'm, I'm hoping that we can, you know, like I said, start of something great here that we can get done. The ball is definitely rolling, and uh, Jennifer and Wendy, they're the ones been doing all the legwork, getting this stuff done. Not me. I get to come on here and talk about it, enjoy it and all that. They're the ones doing all the legwork and all the hard work, and I'm just sitting there enjoying the benefits of it. So, um, you know, I, I can't thank them enough for that. Uh, you know, for everybody listening, I know a lot of people say, well, that's not really important. It's, it's, it's everything. I mean, especially in a small area, small rural areas like we live, where you're you're not blessed with all these athletes like these big cities. Man. And, uh, you know, so it, it, it's real important for us to get this point. So uh, we're looking for, you know, for a good, good year. Uh, place to play where we want, good things happen within the community. The community, you know, is backing us. We're going to do everything we can to, to back the community and get out there and spread the word and uh, help all these young girls and organizations as, as we possibly can. And people don't realize how much, uh, you know, how much time it takes doing all that, especially you know, this time of year when you're trying to play and practice and all that. So um, there's there's a lot to be done, and uh, we got the right people in the right place to to get that job done. So we're we're really really looking forward to that. You know, another thing I talked to a, talked to a coach today, probably for a good hour, and and uh, you know, I, I'll just say this: I know him really well. Uh, we're not on the same page about a lot of things, but we're definitely on the same page uh, a lot when it comes to sports. And you know, I, I think I think when you live or you're you're grown up in a in a situation that you know when I when I was young, I'm, gonna, I'm just gonna tell you I was raised by a single mom, and uh, we we struggled and it was it was tough. And, you know, if it hadn't have been for my coaches picking me up and taking me to football practice and basketball practice and bringing me home, then then I wouldn't have got to play. I mean, it's just that simple. I wouldn't have got to play. Now, what took me a long time, well, it didn't take me long because my mom really explained it to me, but it, it did really take me a long time to grasp it. But she explained it to me all the time, and I truly, I'll never forget this guy, man. I mean, I can honestly tell you, I played from I played football and basketball from the time I was in the second grade I graduated. And this guy never received a penny for coaching, ever. Was the best coach I ever played for, basketball or football in my life. Ever. He never received a penny. His car would be jam-packed full of players going to practice or a game where he'd come and pick every single one of us up and take us. Most of the time, 
players like me and another uh, boy that's on the team named John Johnson, which is distant kin to me, he had to buy us something because we didn't have any money. Well, what my point is, man, he was a tough dude. I mean, you know, it was like at practice. He, he was on you. He didn't just, you know, if you were the best player, he didn't just tell you you were great. I mean, you had to really prove you were great. And he, the rules were the same, and he stayed on everybody. But he was the most caring guy that you could ever been around. And today, it, it's not like that. It, it's just not. These coaches that get paid, they don't take the extra mile to help these kids. And I'm going to tell you something. Most, I'll say this. When I was in school, I, I'll just go this and say this because I don't know about today, because I don't have kids, and, and it seems like every kid has everything anymore. So when I was young, the best players were the poorest players. I'm going to say that. And if it hadn't have been for, for a coach like this, then then I would have never got to play. And all the other good players would have never got to play. So if the coaches today would have been coaching back then, then I don't know what would happen. I guess they'd still be losing back then like they are today because they don't care about making their program better of doing whatever it takes. And, you know, I have players on our team right now that I'll guarantee you that they probably grunt under their breath at me and everything else in practice and, and would like to test me out and do all this stuff. But I'll bet you this much. If you go say something bad to them about me, they're probably going to jump on because they know that no matter what happens, if they need me, they pick up that phone and I'm going to go help them because that's what you do. You give them that direction. You give them that help. You give them something to lean on that they really need that they may not get somewhere else. And it's, listen, I was a kid that needed that. I have girls on this team right now that need that. Some of them might be in their 20s or 30s. They've never gotten it throughout their life. It's what you do. These coaches today, it's it's plumb different, man. They get a system, and you're in a rotation, and and you're in that rotation. It don't matter if you're you're making every shot. You can't be stopped. You're out at when it comes time for your rotation. Well, you know what? It, it don't happen like that for real. That's why, you know, in two years, uh, East High School has had two really good teams in basketball in two years. They're out in the first round. Uh, you know, I just had a, one of these girls that I'm, that I'm talking about. I was I was in a I went in, a, in the bank the other day, and a, a lady works with her sister, and. Uh, she says, well, hello, Mr. Johnson. And I say, hey, ma'am, how are you? I said, well, where's one of your partners? And this girl's twin sister works there. And she said, oh, she's at lunch. She said, man, says, uh, Jessica says, or Jasmine says, Jessica, thanks the world of you. I don't understand why, you know, this sort of life. I said, I do. I said, because I stay on her all the time. I give her what she needs. I give her what she needs to hear instead of what she wants to hear. I said, we've changed her. She comes there, 
as as raw talent sort of angle say out of control, but she wasn't out of control. But her demeanor has changed because of the way we do things. You know, the way that we stay on her, the love we show her when we're not on her, the you know, the do anything for her when we can, uh, outside of practice and you know, when it when it is practice we're going to tell you what you need to hear. That's what coaches do. I, I don't get it, you know. And, and when me and this me and this guy was talking today, I mean, it was it was so frustrating for him because he has kids playing on other teams, and the coaches are nowhere near as good as, good as him. And and it's like, you know, what do you do? You know, your hands are tied, and and you can't do anything. I mean, they're in a system where the the coach is the athletic director. He's going to fire himself. I don't think so. You know, you 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 go eighteen and eighteen and twelve in a in a league where you should be going, you know, twenty five and and seven or or whatever that twenty five five and going deep into the playoffs. And, you know, the people in the community say, well, it ain't about winning and losing. It's about what he does for our kids. And, you know, uh, all I ever hear is, you know, the the guy's a good guy. But, man, when it comes to coaching, they need that direction. And sometimes it may just be jerking them out, setting them on the bench, giving them a good chew and let them sit there and brew over it and get mad and stomp off after carrying and everything else, that might just be what they need. But when you're not willing to tell them what they need, what they need to do, you're just willing to let them do whatever they want to do. You'll never have that. And you know the the you know, and the one thing that this you know guy told me today was, listen, the guy may be a great guy, but if my kids need to look further, you know, than across the table for a hero, then I'm not doing a good job here. Uh, so, you know, this coaching this coaching thing is, is it's all about, you know, you, you teach, you get a coaching job. It ain't necessarily that you're the best qualified, you're the best qualified teacher, maybe. Not the best qualified coach, but the best qualified teacher to coach. This is what we're seeing. This is the kind of stuff of what we're seeing. The football coach at the same school is is this terrible, got rid of the freshman program. I don't know how you're supposed to grow kids. Go right back to what I just said. You plant that seed. How do you not even have a freshman team? How do, how do you not? I mean, you just well not have a middle school team or anything else. Just say, oh, come on. Then you're in a situation where in you Every practice, you seem like you you're still coaching the basics, or you got a new player there, and and they don't know anything. And you're, I mean, it seems like it, you know, we're just going over and over the same old thing with with different players, and that ain't the way it should be. That is not the way it should be. I'm telling you, if if I was the coach of that high school, if I was the head coach. I'd be there's only one middle school. I'd be going to that middle school. I'd be putting in place my 
coach, the one I wanted to. And I'm going to give him my plays, and I'm going to say, here's what we're going to do. Here's what we're going to run on offense, and here's the defense we're going to run. And that's what we're going to do. And then I go to the elementaries, and I do the same. By the time they got to the, where I'm coaching, then my freshman coach is going to be on the same page, and then my JV coach is going to be on the same page. What sophomores are good enough to play on the varsity, I'm going to have there. What freshmen are good enough to play from the freshman and the JV, I'm going to have them there, and I'm going to have these kids playing, getting experience. Folks, you don't learn anything standing on the sidelines. You do not learn anything standing on the side. I promise. Now, you, you hear, well, these pros, well, they need to have a year behind this. Well, they do a lot more stuff than, than what we're talking about. And a lot of it is studying and film and classroom and repetition. Now, we're talking about middle school and high school here. There's just so much you can do. But I'm telling you, I would have these players running these same systems, by the time they got to me, they would be ready to go. I guarantee you, I, I guarantee you everything I own that I could take this same team that can't win but one football game and and we could go uh, a round or two in the playoffs. I guarantee it. But it's because I would want to do it. I would be wanting to do anything it took, whatever it took. I'm talking about if I had to go roam the school up there and, and find players, you know, say, hey, why aren't you playing? You know what? A lot of them, a lot of them probably haven't ever been asked to play. You know, probably would love to play. Maybe it's a deal where, well, coach, I'd, I'd like to play, but I don't have a ride home. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to be finding them a ride home. I have to take them myself. If they're going to that school there, that means they're not living too far away. Somebody's going to be going that way, or I'm going to be going that way myself. I, I promise you, I, I bet you anything, these coaches today do not do that. Do not do that. It was up until I was a senior in high school before I drove. Uh, we couldn't, my mom couldn't afford to buy me a car. I rode to school on the bus or, and rode home for practice with some of the friends that, that went right by my house. Or a coach would have to take me home. I because that's the only way I had, and it was that way. Hey, I, you know, if I didn't, couldn't get a ride home, I'd tell the coach, hey, if I can't get a ride home, I won't be at practice today. You know, my mom's at work. She won't be able to get me. You know what he'd say? I'll get you home. I'll get you home. That don't happen today. That does not happen today. Uh, and, it, and it's sad. Now, it may happen in some places. I can't say that. But I'll tell you this. School I'm talking about, it does not happen, and it's sad. Uh, it, it really is. And, and you know, I, I just, with the approach we take, if, you know, we're we're willing to do anything and everything to help all of our players out that we possibly can, and that means anything and everything. That means um, going and getting them when they're broke down, taking them home, you know, trying to get them a ride. Uh, helping them fix their vehicles, whatever the case may be, that that's what we do. And anybody that don't think that, they don't know us very well at all because that's exactly what we do. I fix 
plenty of fire vehicles and help them get their fixed and, and all that along the way and don't care to help any of them again because that's the way you do. All I care about is they care about playing and about this team. And if they got that in them, the rest of it is a little bit. Uh, these these coaches just don't take enough interest in the kids that need that need help. I'm gonna tell you when I when I was a senior, well the whole time I was in high school, I don't know that there was, and I know people are gonna think I'm bragging. I don't know if there was very many players roaming the hall better than I was, but there was definitely way better players roaming the hall than played on the high school teams that I played on for various reasons that they they didn't play. You know, whether, you know, they might say they didn't like the coach or, or they couldn't get a ride home or this, that, and that, or whatever. I, I'm, I'm going to say this, and I'm telling you, there was a lot of them because some of them I played middle school ball with. Some of them I played middle school ball against. Because your parents tell you you're great don't mean you're great. And that happens a lot. And when they get to when they get to high school, and all of a sudden everybody's good, and they don't feel uh, like they're as good as what their parents tell them they are, then they just uh, you know want to quit because the coach ain't sitting. Instead of sitting down and trying to make them understand, hey, you know what, I I don't know, you know what you've been told here, but. You know, listen, you get to this level, everybody's good. Everybody's got to work. I, you know, not that you're not a great player. You know, somebody's just been misleading you a little bit. That happens all the time. You know, or some parents are, are, are putting more money in the booster uh, bucket than the poor parents. Listen, people, it happens all the time. I see it over and over and over. And it shouldn't be that way. And I'm telling you, if these these coaches would take a real interest in these players, and even the players that are not playing, that may have played before, go find out why they're not. See if you can't work something out. Get them there. I'll promise you, you're going to have a good team. Now, I know what we do here is is different than high school. We're we're dealing with with women, um, a lot of them from different aspects. I just talked to a girl tonight, maybe wanting to play, she's still in college. You know, here here we have girls that are, you know, that, that have kids, married, have kids, have families, they they have to do all this stuff. I get it. You know, it, it's a little different, but still, you can ask any girl on our team, but the approach I take is the same. I told this girl this very thing tonight. I said, I'm going to tell you stuff, probably not what you want to hear, but everything that you need to hear and maybe something that you want to hear. I said, I want every single girl to play, but they have to want to play. They have to love it. They have to be willing to do whatever it takes to play. That means, you know, I, I heard before going further, I, I want to, but I heard Jim from Wendy talking, you know, uh, about some of these girls. It's hard for them to, you know, to get away. Listen, I, I get it. I, I really do. You 
know, some of these women, they have a job, they have a family, they have a husband, they have kids, all this stuff, it's all on some of these uh, family members, whether it's their husband or wife, whatever the case may be, they, you know, they expect them to have supper done and this, that, and other. Well, this is, for me, is if, if your wife wants to do something, I'll promise you, every person I know that, that has a hobby, most of their um, mates, whatever they might be, woman, man, whatever, support them in it. And especially women supporting their husbands in everything they do. Why why can't these husbands say, hey, you know what? You want to play? You want this out? What if they're married to a woman? Whatever the case may be, I'm just saying the same thing. Because I know women on both sides. I know women that are married to women that they don't get to support, would love to play. All they need is the blessing from their mate, and they can't get it because it's not about them, or it ain't about what fits them. Man's the same way, you know. It's like uh, I talked to a guy at a rope here a while back, and we talked about this football team. He said, man, you ain't got to do a whole lot of roping lately, have you? I said, no. I said, man, you can't have two hobbies and be great at both. And I said, I, I rope forever. Uh, we got married, me and Jennifer. She followed me around all these, not followed me around, but went with me to all these ropings and, and was always there. And when we started this team, you know, I told her we were all in. And you know what? She supported me all these years, and, and I'm supporting her, and, and I'm still supporting. You know, I know I've got a bigger role in it than, than just that, but all I'm saying is we give up a lot because she loves to play. She wants to play. She doesn't get every opportunity in the world to play for all those years. For six years is all she's got play, this will be her sixth year to play. I I don't get why. I, I know I heard them say, you know, it's hard for them to play, and I know it is, and what they said is true, but it don't have to be that way. It does not have to be that way. All it has to be is giving them some support. What about the, the mates watching the kids, or what about the mates taking the kids out for supper or whatever? When when the the woman playing goes to practice, I mean it's not like you know over the years we we found out that you know you can practice one day a week and get everybody there and get more accomplished than you can three or four days a week. We've tried it all. You know it ain't like you only play seven or eight regular season games. Time you play a playoff game or two, if you're lucky enough, make a championship. You're probably gonna play ten games. Ten weekends out of 52, practice three or four hours on a Sunday or Saturday afternoon. Folks, that's not a lot to give to be in something that you really love to do. But I'm not sure all these people really love it. I mean, they use, I hear, when I heard Jennifer and Wendy talking, I'm sitting there thinking, yeah, you're right, you're right. But when it boils down to it, do they really love it? Are they really willing to do whatever whatever it takes? You know, I, I don't think so. 
I don't think there's no way that you give up something that you you wanted to do your whole life and never could, and now you have the opportunity and you're letting somebody uh, get in your way. You didn't love it to begin with because I'm going to tell you something. If, if you love something so bad, so much, you're going to figure a way to do it. You're going to figure out a way to do it. And, again, like I say, it's not that many hours every day. I mean, we're talking, it ain't like you've got to go seven days a week and, and do this. I mean, I know people that, that work out seven days a week, you know, but you can't you can't give three hours or four hours a week for, for your hobby, for the out, the play, to be on something bigger and greater than yourself. You can if you want to. So a lot of that is true of what they were saying that people think. But uh, I don't get, I don't buy into all of that, um, of, you know, the thinking that a lot of these people say. Um, you know, I heard Wendy say, you know, she wouldn't let Hannah play and she wished she had him. You know, that, that happens a lot. And I can't say this, um, if I had a daughter, I don't, I'm not going to say I would or wouldn't let her play, but, you know, the situation would have to be really good uh, for her to play high school or middle school football because if, if the intentions are not there, then, you know, the right intentions, then she's going to get hurt because she's not getting the proper coaching and she don't really uh, really care about playing. It all has to line up. So, um, you know, I heard her say she regrets not letting her. Yeah, I mean, you know, now finding out that, you know, over the past few years as a team here, she could have been playing by now. You can understand that. Uh, uh, so we can uh, uh, we can all sit, sit back and wonder what if. Hey, uh, let's take us a call here. I think we got Jessica Henderson on. How about it? You there? Yeah, I'm here, Coach. How you doing tonight? Hi, I'm doing good. What about you? I'm doing good. I've been listening in for about 30 minutes now. I'm at the gym right now. Yeah, that's good. I, yep, 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 I, I haven't have said anything that wasn't true, have I? No, and you never do. you always straight to the point, and that's what I love most about you. <laughs> you straight to the point. <laughs> that's uh yeah, I was at the bank and uh, Nikki Hess said that uh, man said that uh, Jessica said Jasmine said Jessica loves you. I don't know why. I said I do. Oh. Yeah. I said I do. <laughs> I know yeah, exactly yeah, why. Yeah. She just looked at yeah. me real funny. I said because I stay on her. I said I give her what she needs. I said exactly. y'all tell her what you want to hear. I said we straighten yeah, exactly. her out. <laughs> yeah, and I, and I told you that from the beginning. That, like the faster a couple of practices that we had, and I was like, you just asked me how I like everything. I told you that from the beginning. I like, I feel like this is what I needed. This is what I was looking for to uh, get me back in shape and just to keep me focused. And I, 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 I mean, I'm gonna take full advantage of the opportunity. Well, you know, it's you, you have to, and, and you know, I, I don't wanna. I don't want to toot my own horn or anything. It's like I was talking to that coach today, and 
and you know, he said, "Hey, listen, Dave, they don't people don't go the extra mile and do things that that you do, you know." And but you know what? That's the only way I know because that's the way I was raised. You know what I'm saying? If you yeah. need a ride, we're gonna get you a ride. If that means me coming and getting you, that means me coming and getting you. You know, it's just this past weekend we had a player. Her car breaks down. We're leaving church, and we get the message, and I say, hey, I'm going to get you. Well, Coach Mike was closer. I got a hold of him, and he went and got her. You know, when it's over, I took her to get her car. We we took her home, made sure she made it home, and, and all that. that. That's the only way I know, you know. That's the only way I know to do things. Now, the, when I was in elementary and middle school, the coach I had, he, he was the same way. He would do anything for you. You know, he'd come and get us, like I said, most of the time. Of course, stopping at McDonald's years ago was a big thing, and he had to buy us something to eat because we couldn't afford it. And and he did everything in part. Not only was he a great guy and a great person, but he was the best coach I ever played for. And, you know, he would get on to you, boy. He'd make me so mad, but when you sit down and think about it, he he was he was the most caring person in the world and, and you know when when you when you're a player sometimes it's hard to see the difference and separate those. So you know that's uh, that's the way it is. Are you there? Yes, sir. Uh-huh. And that's exactly yeah. how it's always been. I mean, I don't never feel like it's ever been a moment where I, I couldn't, like, come to you and ask you for anything. I mean, I know I have come to you and, like, text you and told you situations I was going through, and, I mean, and it's and it always worked out. So, I mean, that's what a team is for. That's what, I mean, we all work together. And, I mean, as long as we always keep that communication and that bond, I think we're going to be successful. This is going to be, like I told you from the beginning, this is going to be the year. This is going to be the year. Well, you know, the the beauty of football is, is like I told this young girl tonight, it's the ultimate team sport. And, you know, two, well, it was last, a week ago this past Saturday that we had that blue and gray game. And I know Jennifer and Wendy talked about it some, and, and I was going to mention it anyway. Um, that was a, a great thing for us. I mean, I've seen a lot of really good things. And and the fact that when we're all on the same side, but we put on two different color jerseys, and we went at it. And mm-hmm. when we realized at the end, man, they're really good. You know, you're looking across and the blue saying, dang, man, they're really good. And the gray saying, they're really good. And, you know, all the smack that was talked and, and the way the game come down to the end, you know, it, you're glad that you're all on the same team and you're all working toward the same goal. Absolutely. And just because it was a blue and gray scrimmage amongst you, there was some of the hardest hitting I've ever seen in women's football in that oh, game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I'm being yeah. serious. I'm, I'm, I've seen several games, and, and, you know, it's just like I said Sunday, you know, talking about the rematch for the simple reason that there was a lot of hard hitting and things going on, that there won't be a rematch till at least after the season's over, you know, because it, it, it was so physical 
and that that was the great part about it is is you take your own players and and they can see the difference because they want to win. So when you put that all together and you have all 18 or 19 players, which is what we got, all working together toward the same goal, then, then you got something good. And they all understand, you know, listen, I may not be all of them's favorite person, but I'll promise you this. They all know that if they need something, that I'll help them or I'll be there for them. I mean, because most of them we have, you know, throughout the years, no matter what it is or who they are. And, uh, you know, like I say in a lot of those meets, we're all not going to agree on everything. But the one thing we all agree on is football. And that's what Uh matters. And when it comes to our football family, you know, you just are that family. And people have, you know, I take it personal when people quit on me. I take it personal. I'll tell you right now, I've always taken it personal. When I played in high school, some of my best friends, listen, I played on a high school football team and only had 23 players on And when they quit on me, they weren't my friends anymore. I took it personal because they left me hanging. You know, these girls that come out there and waste my time takes my time away from you girls, they left me and you hanging. I don't care what the reason. I don't care what they say. You left me hanging, man. You left those other girls hanging. They believed in you. They trusted you. You know, they went to battle with you and everything else. And for whatever reason you want to throw out there, you leave them hanging. Well, you know what? They didn't love it. They didn't have it in them. They didn't feel yeah. the way we feel about it. You know, they they don't, it doesn't, you know, football is, is in my heart. Listen, me and Jennifer talk about football every single day. You know, they don't, uh, 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 you know, they, they don't understand how, if, you know, there's only two things in this world. That, that I believe, and if you get that out of me sport-wise, that'd be a horse and a and a football. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. uh, you know that that's what that's my hobbies, and that's been that's been my love is 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 teaching you girls the game of football and getting you ready to play and playing at a high level like we do with not as many players from a from a big area. Hey, I got a question here. Somebody sent in a question. They want to know uh, how do you feel about playing a second time in Time Stadium? And also, is there any different uh, this time you will do this time around uh, versus uh, the way you played before? Um, uh, from last time, I think uh, last time I think we just got the jitters out. I mean, it was like a big game uh, previous before then, and then we getting on the field and going through uh, security and trying to get ready. I mean, now coming into it, we already know what to expect. We already know what we're going through. And I think it's just game time from there. Uh, I don't know. I can't say anything that I did in the game that I could take back. I mean, I think what we what we executed as a team and all, and uh, the time that we played, I think, was uh, amazing. And I think once we 
have a longer time to execute even more uh, is going to show a difference. I can't wait to – I can't I, – I'm, I'm actually more excited this time than I was before to get back on that field. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you. You know, I mean – I, I mean, I never listen. That's the closest I've ever stepped. Well, stepping that field is the only time I've ever stepped on the NFL field, and the closest I would ever came. And you know, I I I, re, I, I really I like the fact that we were there the same time as the pro players and got to see them in that tunnel and stuff. And and all that really was was a build-up, you know, and really that to me was like a distraction. You know, this time we're going down there to play some football. I thought that we weren't going to play football before, but it was all, you know, like gosh, mighty, you know, everything was all built up around the game itself. You know, what well, I felt like that the game was downplayed so much by all the hype from everything else. All that's over. We're going to play football now, and we're playing in the in pro stadium, man. Um, that That's, you know, to me, what it gives me cold chills right now just thinking about it, you know, because that just doesn't happen that often. Right, and that's exactly how I feel. I feel like uh, the excitement was there, but this time it's put, we're putting in the action. We're putting in all the work that we have been doing since September. I know I, I've been with the team. This September, so we're going to put all that to work and put it all to use in the 15 minutes that we have in each quarter. We're going to execute every bit minute of it, and uh, I'm yeah, I'm way more excited this time, and especially after yeah. having that game, that blue and gray game, and seeing like you said, coach, seeing the compassion and and everybody going after it, regardless if we was on teams or not. It's just. Like you said, once you put that all into motion, it's it's going to reflect on the field, absolutely. Well, you know, I asked one of your teammates, and 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 I won't mention her name, but you know who she is. She's real shy, and she's a gamer, man. And I said, "Hey, how'd you how'd you like that?" And you know what? She she says, "Man, that I, that has me so high, I just can't get enough of it, man. I I love this game. I just wish I could have started when I was younger." You know, and, yeah. and to to beat, listen, to just like you and her and Jennifer and I, and mostly all the girls. I ain't with this single y'all out, but y'all are more outspoken than than most of them. And to 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 get that feeling from just an inner squad scrimmage game that it gives you that greatest feeling in the world. I mean that. To all of you girls, that was like taking the ultimate drug right there, you know. And and it was just an inner squad squirt, uh, scrimmage, you know what I mean? So that, that's the beauty of the, of the players that we have now. And that's what I'm saying. It's in you. When, when that feeling of just changing jerseys and going at each other for a simple medal for bragging rights can mean that much to you, that means you love the game. It's inside of you. And when you can just turn and walk away from your teammates, it's not in you. I don't care what anybody says. They can make every excuse under the sun. But, Jessica, it is not in you. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I feel like that because when I feel like anybody that in, comes on the field, I give them the same energy that I got the day I walk on the field. I introduce myself. When we going through plays, I know they're new. I'm telling them what what uh, I have learned. And like Jennifer said last week, like fundamentals from the basics. That's what I think it was a question she got asked. I think Wendy asked her. It's just like how do you start off as a new player not knowing anything? And it's just from the basics. And that's what I said I think. When we when you have somebody that come into the team and we greet them and we show them like the love that we do, and we try to get them equipment and just all the love I got, I just it it, it does hurt because I like we I try to friends request them, make sure we're we're keeping in contact, make sure you feel as one, and then when you get used to something and you like yes, I can't wait till that person brings that piece of the pie to us, bring that that talent and their and their uh, athletic to the team. And when you don't see them for a while, you ask, it's just like, dang, man, where you go? And, I mean, it, it, it hurts, but at the same time, you just build from there and you just know. And like I said, the scrimmage, it showed, like, I know who has my back. Like you said, who has the heart. And when we played that scrimmage, that's what I felt at the end of the day. I felt like, if I miss a tackle, I know somebody got my back and they're going to hold me. Because I said, Jennifer, I was like, where are you coming from? Like, Jennifer was all over the field. And it just made me want to work harder. Like, she on my team, but I'm going to get that tackle before her. And it's just, I don't know. Everybody doesn't have that same feeling. Like you said, Coach, when they walk away, it, it's a hurtful feeling. But I just I just wish that they could feel and have that heart like we have because this is like I said this is going to be an amazing year for us all. Yeah, well, you know it's something that you know I told this new girl tonight I got to meet with a new girl tomorrow that may want to play and, and she's a smaller girl and I I told her I said listen if if it's not in you then there's nothing I can do or say to put that in you and and that's that's the thing you know the if I could. Listen, I can't, I know Jennifer, me and her started this team. I know she owns part of this team. But listen, her approach to every single practice is just like she doesn't own this team. You know what I'm saying? When she decided that she wanted to play football, it was already in her. She just had to get it out of When she decided that she could play, not that she wanted to play forever, that she could play, it was just like, you know what? Hey, she drove 225 miles one way to practice two days a week, and then when they played their home games or away games. Now, we have girls that drive a long ways now, but 225 miles away one way by yourself and you make all the practices, that's what I'm saying. That's what loving the game means. And this will be our fifth year with the team. And I can I can count the practices she's missed on one hand. And two of those practices came while she was at a football camp in Orlando. That's what I'm talking about for the love that you have to have for sport. Not an injury is going to slow me down. An injury for the season 
okay, maybe. I'll play next year. I'm going to be part of the team. You know, we get girls that get an injury, and it's not a season in. I'm done. I'm done. You know, oh, I can't take this. My mind can't take Listen, it's just like I said. You If you love it, if it's in you, you're going to figure it out. When it's too easy for you to walk away, then you're best to walk away because it never was in you anyway. And that's the one thing I've learned from football, from roping, from anything in life that you love. You will do anything to keep it. And when when you don't, then then you walk away. You know, it's like I told the new girl Nicole Sunday. I said, you know what? You just have to come at the right time because of the golden opportunity for you. We just had two linemen walk away. You know what? It's that old saying, when one door closes, another one opens for somebody else. And that's exactly where she's at. I don't know what kind of player she's going to be, but we're going to get her ready to play. It's all up to her. You know, she she put in a lot of work already on her own. So, to me, if she's got that love for it, we'll get her where she needs to be. Yeah, I was about to say she has put in a lot of work, like, she was knowing the plays and everything, and I, I was very, very impressed by that. I mean, because it took me a while, and she knew exactly. And I and I could see the dedication in her and just working, uh, the work ethic that she had, and uh, I think she's going to be excellent. Yeah, well, you know what? You, you know yourself. I mean, you're just now really – I mean, you've been here for a while, and and you're just now really starting to feel the the aspects of of how great this this game really is. I mean, and how great of teammates that you know you have as a whole. Um, you know, you're you're just now starting to really grasp what what playing football really is and what it really means, and. If she stays here that long, I'll promise you, she's going to be, you've been here since September, so October, November, December, January, February. You've been here five five months. And if she's here by five months, well, we won't be playing by then. So if she makes it to the end of the year, then, yeah, she's, she's going to be well. You know, we'll know for sure that she she's all in and, and really um, – is, is wanting to play and and we'll make something out of it. That's the first thing, Jessica. You got to do is you got to want something bad enough. You know, you got to want to be good. You got to want to take pride in in playing football, playing the position that we that we need you. Some of these girls may not be playing their dream position, but oh well. Hey, you know what? Your dream position. You know, I, I told a girl a long time ago, of course she quit, you know, but I told her a long time ago she didn't want to play anything but one position. I said, listen, you'll never see the field. You can play other positions and probably be a starter. But, you know, you're set on playing one. we got we got to put players where we need them. And, you know, they don't understand that and they move on. And, you know what, it's, it's that time. You know, it's some of these, these girls quit over the years, and everybody says, well, you trying to get them not to quit? I said, listen, if they want to quit, there's nothing I could say or do that's going to change their mind. And if they're wanting to quit, I don't want them anyway because they're going to quit sometime. 
you know. So we have, you know, what we got. We don't have a bunch. We've got about the same amount of players every year, it seems like. But what we got, really love to play. They're really good. They're really, um, you know, I know we have a few mispractice here and there, but most of the time it's, you know, it's not just, well, the ones that want to play, they miss because of work or some kind of good reason. It ain't just because, you know, they didn't feel like showing up. I try to weed them out. Huh? You say you so, try to weed them out, Coach? Yeah, the, the girls, you know, that, that looks like the – don't like to show up for practice every week just because, you know, well, I mean, you know, you know, listen, I had a player tell me, and they're no longer playing for us, but, you know, told me that uh, I'm going on vacation and it won't hurt me or my team if I miss practice a week. And I said, listen, I don't care who you are. You miss practice, it hurts you and it hurts the team, you know. Now, I understand people have reasons. Well, I I mean, it's hard for me to understand, but I know people have reasons that, you know, they can't make it. But all I'm saying is when when you're on a small team, it means everything for for you to be there. You know, I've noticed that just in the last, well, I'm going to say the last two months, I've noticed that you used to be, running at the edge a time to start for practice of showing up. Now you're one of the first ones to show up. You know, that that's a sign for me. You know, we kidding, go on about it, but honestly, that's a sign for me what it really means to you. We got some that are have always been late and they're still late. You know, um, I, under, I understand stuff happens, but I, I can tell when, when people start getting that transition, you start itching. You know, look, football starts, practice starts at 2.30. You get up that morning ready, you can't wait to get there, and you start getting there early, you know. And I, I've noticed that uh, in the last two months with you. I mean, you've even beat me there a couple of times, and that, that's pretty good because I'm always early. I mean, it like and- – even when I came on the team, I didn't, I didn't know what position I was going to play. I remember y'all asked me, hey, do, how do you feel about playing offensive line? And that first thing I said is, i never done it, but if that's where I need to be, that's where I need to be. And from since then, I've been like, looking at videos, like trying to study, looking at different – even when I look at football games on TV, I look at it differently. I know uh, my position and where I'm playing. I know other positions. I mean, I even try to grasp more to, like, what's going on in the whole situation, just not in my – not my position, but everybody's position. I mean, it's just – like you said, it's just uh, wanting to be good and wanting to learn more and wanting to execute. I don't want – and that's what one of my biggest things is what Jennifer says. You're going to be on your back if you do that. Somebody's going to lay you on your back, and you don't know how much that puts fire in me because I'm like – nobody's going to lay me on my back and I'm going to make sure of that. And I, and that's how, what makes me want to get better and makes me want to work harder because that's something I refuse to see happen. Nobody's going to touch my quarterback is what I keep on telling myself. 
nobody's going to touch my quarterback. And if I think if I keep that same drive and I keep that momentum, that's what's going to keep me executing. And it's going to keep me driving. Well, you know what? The, the, the thing, listen, the, the change that, you know, it's like I was telling Nikki the other day. I said, listen, the change in her since she come here to now is night and day. And it's, and it's not just your change in your in your body posture, but in your whole attitude, you know, you, from showing up not late, well, sometimes late, to running on time, to now you're early, to now you think of everybody but just yourself. You, you know, that's the thing. People don't realize I don't have to go out here and ask people. I don't have to. I just listen and watch, and I can tell when that transition starts in their body from, from liking football to, man, it's in me now. I mean, it's just like, you know, something that gets in you, and it's it's there. And I can tell when people start getting that. And Jennifer can tell it now. You know, forever, you know, she'd say, I don't know about this one. And I asked her about a girl that quit this the other day. I said, what do you think? She said, I don't even know if she wants to play anymore. You know, you start to understand that. You girls will start to figure that out the longer you play. You will know by the feeling inside of you when those girls don't have it, you're going to come and you're going to say, hey, that girl ain't far from leaving us. You're going to know that. And you know what? That's when a lot of these girls distance themselves from that person because they know they're short-lived. So when that transition of, of just liking football and watching it to now I'm playing and, man, you know, I'm loving it, and it's just, you know, hit me that you you start thinking of everything else but yourself. You know, you start thinking of, of wanting to do good for your team, wanting to hold your position down, wanting to make all these blocks, wanting to help other players and all that. And it's a great thing, man, and, and a lot of these uh, a lot of these girls never get it, and that's why they – you know, it's so easy for them to quit. Is is everybody that quits, and you, I ain't going to mention her name, but since you've been a part of this team, you just think of every person that has come and left and quit, everything was all about them and not about the team. When they left, it was all about me. It's what I have to have, what my needs are, not about, hey, you know what? This team can – I need this team. I need this football. I need y'all's help. It's all about me. You know who they are. I don't have to mention no names. You know. Yeah, and, I mean, even with me, because I knew coming into this – coming on to the team, and I think I discussed this with you when I first started and when we was like – and when I was asking you, when are we having practice and what days? Because, I mean, I went from night shift to day shift to accommodate football. I mean, I know I need a job, and I know, and, I was, and I'm thankful for having a good job, but an opportunity got offered to me to allow me to go to day shift. And I knew it was better because now I'm off Saturdays on the weekends and Saturday, Sunday, and I'm able to be at practice with no delays. You know what I mean? So, it, I mean, that's how much I commit, and that's why it hurts when I don't see other people Sometimes, don't get me wrong, I have mispractices, and I mean, from being sick and stuff like that, but that makes sure I come ten times harder the next time. And 
I make sure I'm held myself accountable at each time I'm doing it. And I'm still here and I'm still working even harder. Do it in the will to be here and just to continue. And then, it, like you said, it's not about self anymore. It's about the team. And I feel like I'm going to let my team down if I, like, even if I, I think about the, my whole weekend. Now, I'm not going to do anything the night before that's going to jeopardize what I can do for on Sunday when we have in our practice. So, it's just a mentality, getting your body in the rhythm of it and understanding it, like you said, because it's not about you. It's about everybody. Yep, that's correct. Well, yes, still with those words, we're going to get off here tonight. We're about out of time. Hey, I appreciate you calling in. You call in any time. It gives people a good perspective from a, a player's point of view. And, you know, like I said, I'm, I'm glad that, the it thing has is, is got to hold up you because when it does, it it's something great, you know, and and uh, I, I wish that everybody could get in it. So uh, thanks for calling in. I appreciate it. All right. Appreciate you, Coach. You have a good night. All right. All right, folks. And Jessica Henderson, she's a, a rookie player for us. She's, she's going to make a good player for us. She's, uh, she's come a long way, not, like I said, not just physically but mentally, and and it takes that both in football, as, you know, as I talked about it, and uh, and it's you know become um, all all about the team. And I see these transitions happening, and all these girls that you know are there. And and from year to year, even though a lot of these girls make it a year or two, you just have that feeling that they're just one bad thing away from from leaving you hanging. And it sucks because you're on a small team and you don't always have somebody to replace them, and, you know, it, it, that's what makes it bad. So, uh, I, I want to thank J.C. Hawk Sports Network for uh, giving us this opportunity. Again, thank Jennifer and, and Wendy Sweeney for uh, filling in for me last week. They did an amazing job, um, probably way better than I can even do. Uh, well, I know they can, especially talking about stuff they talk about, but they, they did do a good job, and then uh, – Doing all the hard work and leg work and all the PR and the and the talking and the computer stuff. I, I, everybody knows I don't do that, so they're both doing a good job. And uh, I, I want to thank them and thank all the people for listening and and uh, and all that for tuning in. Uh, so till uh, next week, we'll talk to you. Then.